podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek Podcast. It is the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the uh, Lieutenant Commander, Aurora Bubaloo. Aurora, how are you doing this week? I am doing great. I cannot wait to talk about this episode. Uh, I'm just, I mean, just going to let you guys, you know, guess why. Due to your Android, due to your, uh, your Androidness, though, you can contain your emotions <laughs> yes i and mean you're... you know i'm a special you know android oh okay okay yes. like one of those like it... i'm a prototype you know they're trying to yeah so it's you not know, have them with emotions it's so <laughs> it's... i give you a failed promotion last week as well i'm sure you're aren't you commander now i can't remember. I mean, oh, I well i did question yeah. i did question if maybe she should enter the command training program <laughs> ah right, right. um yeah. so wait oh, listen give androids a chance a Absolutely. So Aurora's like Dodge and, and Soji. So does that mean there's another Aurora out there? Like a second one of you? I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> look. One of them's evil and it's got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and we've already done that, haven't we? I think that yes. I, I was gonna say I think that one was here for when we did the Mirror Universe episodes <laughs> yes. uh, of Discovery. Uh, uh we can't comment any further, but let's just say if Aurora explodes <laughs> There will be another Aurora here to do the podcast next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fleet admiral Ben Knight. Ben, I know that's not uh, the uh, the position it once was, but it's not. It's it's uh, sad times. Sad yeah. times. Uh, you know, but there are still some within Starfleet for whom that rank means something. Yes, <laughs> Ben being one of them, of course. Uh, oh, oh, prob- probably not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. It's just. I mean, no spoilers, but it turns out by the end of this series, the season, I'll turn out to be evil. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. <laughs> the, Foreshadowing. <laughs> we're talking about uh, we're talking about Star Trek Picard season one episode three. The end is the beginning. Uh, here's what happened on this week's episode. So we get a flashback that reveals how in the aftermath of the synth attack on Mars, Picard demanded that Starfleet either agree to his evacuation plan or accept his resignation. You can guess which one they chose. Uh, also, Raffi, uh, we get to see her all starfleeted up. Uh, she's not living like a hobo uh, and drinking booze all day. Uh, 
She's living the high life of a Starfleet officer. Well, until this happened with Picard, because uh, she suspected Romulan involvement in this attack and also was uh, canned uh, along with Picard. In the present, uh, Jean-Luc is asking Raffi for her help. She tosses him out, but does recommend a pilot for his mission. Chris Rios. Meanwhile, uh, aboard the Borg Cube, we meet the project director. It's Hugh deborgified. Uh, and quite honestly, sort of unrecognizable a little bit. I'm sort of just yeah. used to seeing Hugh <laughs> borged up, but not without his not without his makeup on. So mm-hmm. it, it took me a second and I'm like, oh wait a minute. It, it all it was was the voice. Like I heard the voice and I'm like, okay. I yes, that is in fact Jonathan Del Arco. Uh well, anyway, he is the project director of this reformation or reclamation project, and he takes Soji to see a group of Romulan former drones. One of the reclaimed Romulans declares Soji to be, quote, the destroyer, which does not sound good, and Ooh. tries to kill herself. Soji uses her enhanced speed to stop her. Narek's sister warns him to not get emotionally attached to Soji. Uh, Picard, Laris, and uh, Zaban are attacked by Zatvash operatives. They kill all but one, who also calls Soji the Destroyer under interrogation, before dissolving into a pool of acid. There's gotta be a better way. Like, <laughs> I mean, we have we have like the like the suicide pill, but this, mm-hmm. yeah, this but seems complete destruction for a Romulan. Otherwise, yeah. you know, DNA and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, meanwhile, Dr. Gerardi is apo- uh, approached by Commodore O and tells her everything before deciding to join Picard on his journey. Picard and Gerardi board Rios's ship, uh, and they find Rathi already there. She directs them to Free Cloud, where she believes Bruce Maddox to be. And Free Cloud appears to be some sort of casino gambling planet or something based off of the uh, the thing that popped up on on Raffi's, uh computer. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's in the same galaxy as um, Pornhub Four, yeah, and uh, <laughs> the various other. <laughs> yes, uh, Ben, what did you think of uh, this week's episode? Um, I enjoyed it. It had the slight feel as we were ignoring the final scene, which of course was. Um, was an emotional moment, I thought. Yeah. Um, but it, it had the feel of an episode that was just slightly running out of pace a little bit, just dragging its heel a bit too much. But, of course, the rationale for that is all of this slow build-up in the first three episodes is just doing the groundwork because there are a lot of people who... Yeah, I mean, it's basically just an info dump. Um, it's also setting up the, um, the misdirection in terms of who is uh, which type of... Um, spy or operative I mean if we go on to predictions later on uh, I don't think I'll get any prizes for my first prediction as to who perhaps is a bit of a sneaky spy uh, in this but um, mm. it, yeah I mean it continues to be visually impressive uh, The I think it's doing quite a good job of explaining how we got through the last 14 years although um, I, I have been 
noticing this week a lot of people who weren't star trek fans or, or were very very casual you know next gen fans mm-hmm. and haven't really watched it since are quite confused about yeah. um about a few things about it and explaining stuff to them i'm having to dig into um not just next gen history and uh, and things like that but of course you've got the jj film has to be referenced in order to fully explain it you have to yes in fact really at the minute if you want a proper explanation of the first three episodes you have to know what's in the comic books um because otherwise you do not have a clear picture on uh how um picard's uh, interaction with the tel shiar at the uh, uh, the crucial moment just before the supernova resulted in his domestic arrangements which are clearly going to be important yeah. so unless they touch the, on that in a later episode yeah they have well i'm sure anything. they will yeah. yeah, I'm sure they will. And but going um, into it blind in the first episode, they don't tell mm, you any of that. So. No, and and the comics are clearly far more. Um, uh, they're intended to be direct canon now, mm. and um, mm. I, I would say there's a lot of information in in Kane Countdown that is is quite important to not to understanding it at all, but to to the kind of the slightly more rich, deeper understanding of it, you know, there's information in there that, that makes it more enjoyable, I think. Um, I don't know whether, because I haven't watched any of them yet, the, the, the um, what's the show called? The Ready Room. The um, the Will Wheaton show? Yes. Yeah, so it's this podcast, but with a higher budget, and Will yeah. Wheaton. So, yeah, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah. We could have so gotten we- Will Wheaton, but we decided well, to go with Aurora. <laughs> Exactly. I would definitely prefer Aurora given that choice every time. You know, but um, yeah, so the, the problem with, the, I don't know on Ready Room whether they're, you know, whether they're discussing the content from the comic books or whatever, but uh, I think for the casual viewer of Picard on Amazon Prime, um, I I would imagine it's a little tricky to follow little bits here and there. So, mm-hmm. Short, short version though for me is that I enjoyed this episode, it, but it's now done the groundwork. It needs to, in the next episode, given that it's directed by Frakes, I suspect we're going to get this. Um, it needs to pick up its pace. We need to see a little bit more action in this episode. We need to see, um, we need to see some some Star Trek as opposed. I mean, this is you know episode three, and he just got into space. Um, I am looking forward to what's coming, and some of the very big bits of foreshadowing as to who is who and you know mm-hmm. some of the later bits of plot yep. um they're very obvious if you're familiar with the way that um particularly the way that uh, uh um that Kurtzman operates but it's 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 all very promising but i i now need it to just pick it up a bit mm-hmm. uh aurora what did you think of episode 3 um i <laughs> I got distracted. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, I was really, uh, you know, in awe of how beautiful Rio is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was just like, yes, this is the, this is the captain? This is the, the person <laughs> that's going to fly the ship? Yes, thank you, Picard. Slightly, slightly, <laughs> a little, I would say slightly a little egomaniacal. He has an EMH that is also him. But right. much more charming. He's like a nerdy charming. version of him. Yes. The yeah. Different accent. Different <laughs> accent, apparently, whenever you load him up. He's just got an accent randomizer. <laughs> Which I quite enjoy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I really like that character. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when they're all together and you know what the crew is going to be, I like every single person in that crew. Yeah. Um, so that gives me a little, a lot of hope that it's going to just get better from now on because yeah. all of them are amazing characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I agree with Ben. It was kind of like there were some moments in this episode where I was like, okay, you know, pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's, I feel like it was just a setup. And now is when we're going to start seeing like the action and um, a little bit more interesting stuff. So yes, hopefully that's true. Um, I was also very um, disturbed by mm. <laughs> there's a moment where this is Soji. Soji, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's talking to her mom. That Who invented that? That's that looked awful. The weird, it's like, kind of floating weird face time. Yeah, yes. Mm. Like the face was coming out of it, and it was like it was just the face. I was like, no way. That was. There's no way that's how it's gonna be in the future. Like nobody wants that. Yeah, that's just <laughs> no. Weird. Thank you. Yeah, her mom's no. a, a, a imaginary AI oh. rendering of a of a person. Yeah. Maybe. I yeah. mean, oh, I think it was deliberate. They they were very clearly pointing out that that is not a real person. I think. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, because this happened with Dodge as well. Like, when she contacted yeah. her mother, like, all of a sudden, shit activates in her. Soji does mm-hmm. the same thing, and then she passes out. Yeah. Like, clearly, this is not... If, it's, if it is a person, it's not their mother. Uh, but it's possible that it's definitely not even a person. Well, I think we've seen... I think there were two different people. The, 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 um, the CG version from mm-hmm. this episode... Was not the same person rendering or rendering, yeah, as, mm-hmm. exactly. Not what all person is as Dodge's mum. And actually, and I haven't double checked this, but somebody said to me earlier on today that um, the woman who played Dodge's mum was um, is a Romulan and was visible in the back of one of the scenes in Ooh, episode one. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory, uh, continue with your thoughts. Um, what's the name of the Romulan that's in love with Soji? Narek. Um, Narek. That scene with, I told you last time that they have a Cersei, Jamie oh, yeah. relationship yeah. because that scene, she smells him, but <laughs> the sister smells him and she's like, smells carnal. And I was like, no, what? <laughs> no, please. Come on, Aurora. You say that to your brother all the time. <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> I think that if I said that to my brother, he would never speak to me again. <laughs> That's casual conversation. What are you talking about? <laughs> he would never speak to me again. <laughs> that was very disturbing. Oh, yeah. Also, most siblings cannot stand being within sort of arm's length of each other. Like, right? As close as they were. Holy yeah, they're God. all like like whispering in their ears. Like, oh, I just, yeah. no. Um, no. Yeah. That's one of the things that I had like mentally marked down to want to talk about because I remember you saying last week that you thought that their relationship seemed a little Jamie and Cersei Lannister. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, okay I can see it a, a little bit, but, and then this week happened. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow. I was convinced yeah. that these two have slept with one another already. Like <laughs> right? it's not just the, it's also like the camera angles and everything that they did. Like those mm-hmm. were shot like, very intimately like lovers not brother and sister 
and yeah. they were so close and they spoke so closely to one another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not even in like whisper positions sometimes, sometimes almost face to face and they're like <laughs> really close. Yeah. And I was, I was like, Oh, what? I'm like, well, Aurora nailed that one on the head. Like, well, we'll find out if there's some sort of choice of words, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Was not thinking about that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Leave it to Ben to, to, to fill in those, to fill in those holes. Uh, You're welcome, Aurora, for that one as well. (laughs) This podcast is becoming wildly inappropriate. Um, But yeah, well, look, that's the kind of content you get when you give us two Romulan brothers and sisters who were clearly more than a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe it's one of those cases where he was uh, adopted and uh, they hooked up once and then they found out they were brother and sister after the fact. Maybe that's what happened here. uh, Do you guys think that, that he's really in love with Soji? Well, she warns him not to become that, which is usually a key sign that he will. Uh, oh yeah, but he he said to her, "I mean, I think I mean I'm falling in love with you," something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought he was just. Yeah. Um, he seems. It, it gave me the impression that he was just with her to keep an eye on her. Yeah, not mm. really that he liked her. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a lot I liked about this episode, uh, even though it was. Uh, as Ben noted, kind of like the final uh, building block to sort of really launch the show. They felt like they needed the three um, the three episodes to kind of put everything into place for everybody. And I think that's pretty smart for the most part. Uh, but for some reason, this one kind of moved along a little bit better for me than I think last week's uh, mm-hmm. last week's did. I you know what? Talking about clothes, uh, I really enjoyed the Starfleet uniforms in the flashback. Mm. I thought those were. I thought I liked those. I thought those were I like. A, they looked a bit cheap. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm just talking about the design, necessarily. Like, not necessarily <laughs> the, um, the the quality of the build, but I don't know. I just thought the. I thought the design was okay. Like, it didn't look too weird. Uh, it's kind of strange how they sort of just move on from uniform to uniform so quickly, but they can yeah. not make up their mind about uniforms in Starfleet. But mm-hmm. uh like uh the stuff with uh the stuff with Hugh was good. Uh I I'm struggling to remember the Romulan's name that Soji talked to, but uh it was something weird. It was something very over yeah. It was something very close to Romulan itself. Like her name was like Oh it's uh Ramda. Yes. <laughs> Rom- yeah. Ramda the Romulan. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Rhonda and she worked in accounts. Or Rhonda. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks for calling Romulans. I'm Rhonda. How many, <laughs> how may director call? Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I thought Jonathan Delarco was, was pretty good here. Uh, obviously we're still waiting for the Jerry Ryan to appear in the show. I presumably this was always going to happen off earth like uh i'm pretty sure in my heart of hearts i figured seven of nine really wouldn't hang around earth that wouldn't seem like uh a home to her so it's not too surprising to me that when they bump into her it's not going to be um on earth but you know i I think ben knows this but there's just that part that's like come on let's get to that i want to see that thing from the trailer where she's kicking ass and shooting people Mm -hmm. um we'll get there soon enough i'm sure uh 
I enjoyed, uh, just like you, Aurora, I liked the new captain. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the conversation he had with um, Picard because he's sort of trying to give off this roguish uh, vibe. And Picard's like, are you kidding me? You're like super duper Starfleet. It's it's all over everything. Yeah. Your ship is so nice and neat and like everything is done to like Starfleet spec. Uh, he's like, you're absolutely Starfleet, but he, you know, he also, uh, I, I, I like the, uh, the crew is essentially all people who have, uh, legitimate issues with Starfleet, uh, but for different reasons for the most part, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Raffi was canned presumably for her insistence about the Romulan involvement, Picard, obviously, because Starfleet's not become or isn't Starfleet anymore. Uh, Rios, it seems like, uh, because of what happened to his former captain, mm-hmm. drove him away uh, from Starfleet. And uh, Gerardi, of course, is uh, got her job at the Daystrom Institute, but because of the ban on mm-hmm. synthetics, essentially doesn't do anything anymore. So nah, I'm going I'm to call this out. Okay, she, go ahead, Ben. Well, so she's... What do we know about her at the minute? All we know... She is, is the leading... Uh, you know, what was it? That she, they kept repeating this. The leading she's person the, that knows about synthetics. Yeah, <laughs> in the Division of Advanced Synthetic Research. Right. Know? So she's recruited by Maddox, who... Okay, fine, he has a little bit of redemption last time we saw him, but he's mm-hmm. basically, at the core, an asshole. Um, but mm-hmm. how many times during this episode, and spoilers if I'm right, did um, Agnes Gerati say, I'm a terrible liar. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Okay, so Agnes Gerati is clearly a spy. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and then then when you have Rafi saying, honestly, John Luke, you've led her on here without even me being able to do any sort of background check. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And she does talk to Commodore O, who we know is already a bad guy, and she's and she tells everybody that she told him everything except for the and fact she that she was coming up, with Picard. Yeah, and she exactly, and she turns yeah. up as the um, uh, Zat Vash operatives arrive at the house at the chateau. You know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, oh, what a she's a I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm already. Yeah, on. And she, watch, she gave that speech to Picard on how why he should let her join them, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was like, that sounds so rehearsed. Yeah, I'm already. Well. I, yeah, that was the light where she goes. Oh, and I'm just the terrible liar. Yeah, I'm on. I'm <laughs> already on yeah. Team Spinus Gerardi. Uh, I think Picard knows. That's my. That's my really? extension to that prediction. You know what else? Is well. I think Picard knows that she's a spy. You know what else? I think she didn't tell Commodore O that she's going with Picard because she didn't have to because exactly. she's a spy and she's mm-hmm. doing her job. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm 100% on team Agnes is a spy. Yeah. Uh, I d- there are other things in this episode which point towards um, sort of fairly obvious plot things, I think. but maybe um, Hey, maybe they'll twist us on this one. Maybe the EMH is the spy. Well, uh, well actually, I was going to say earlier on, we were say, saying it's different um, accents. I, I wonder how far they're going to go with it, because, of course, it's not the same um, hologram. You had mm-hmm. the E-M-H, and yeah. you had the E-N-H. Yes. E-N-H has an Irish accent and is our navigational hologram. Mm-hmm. E-M-H, obviously, medical, um, who had whatever accent that was supposed to be. I'm not really sure. 
Um, he's an interesting fellow, Santiago um, Cabrera. He we we know him in the UK from um, oh loads of stuff. Uh, so he was in Merlin. He was in mm-hmm. uh, the Musketeers, both BBC uh, shows. Um, he was in uh, what you call it. He was in Heroes, of course, as well, which is I guess the thing most people know him for. Um, oh, but shit. yeah, was he in Heroes? Who was he in Heroes? Yeah, yeah he's Isaac Mendes. Oh, holy cow! Yeah, I guess I'm just not used to him without the the long hair and whatnot. Mm. So, so we've seen him in in lots of stuff, and he's obviously got all the accents. He also yeah. speaks Spanish, English, French, and Italian. I've just looked him up. Wow! Yeah, um, random facts. Yeah, Ben, you did the same thing I I did. I researched everything about him. <laughs> <laughs> not that not that anyone's obsessed. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, no, no. We scoff at I that like idea here. Acting. I like him for his acting ability. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's the same with Aurora, oh, a purely yeah, same. professional. <laughs> yes. I don't remember him in Spooks or in Judge John Deed, but I am now going to go back to those two shows and watch that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Dexter as well. Anyway, sorry, I've, I've now brought him up and I'm actually reading through it. Um, <laughs> what was the point of the story? Uh, the point of the story is, that, yeah, so there, there's a lot of big clues from from his scenes so mm-hmm. um the name of his ship anyone remember uh mm-hmm. no la serena so the oh, mermaid the mermaid and he's got a great big mermaid tattoo on his arm mm-hmm. and he's playing or he's he's you know designed every hologram after himself Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of very close ties to the ship and stuff like that. But, you know, I do wonder whether they're just being, you know, sort of trying to create sort of impression of salty sea dog sort of adventurer to, mm-hmm. to yeah, understand yeah. why him and Picard are, are obviously going to be soulmates, I think, by the end of it. <laughs> but there's that. You, of course, the, the, the book uh, that he was reading um, is effectively a book with a central motif of um, non-existence is pain, but, um, it's, well, the other way around, without uh, without pain, existence has no meaning. So it's something, yeah. Like uh, and this is about sort of death and legacies and things as well. So, you know, that all ties into Picard and his legacy um, and so on. So there's there's a lot of stuff been been set up here to, to gently give us a nudge to... I, I think they've actually managed to, to put quite a lot of implied backstory um, mm-hmm. and depth into characters in a fairly short space of time. Rafi, yeah. I felt, became quite a full character quite quickly. She's she's a bit of a a bit of a caricature of herself, I think. Um, yeah. You know, the the vaping of the um, whatever leaf it was yeah. uh, right. was a bit... Um, although, of course, we had her vaping and we had... Um, uh, what's his chops... Uh, uh, Chris Rios um, yeah. smoking as well, mm-hmm. which is weird because in the history of Star Trek, if like every time smoking's appeared in Star Trek, it's always had a a pretty um, rough run, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. That, I don't know if that's just because they're being edgy and you know swearing and stuff these days as well, or yeah. whether we're you know whether we're trying to sort of get an image of them being these sort of you know them as characters, sort of edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, I think the the big clues about the the Borg um, and their connection. The only thing I can really pick out of it seems to be that the prediction, or not the prediction, the the 
prophecy um, that's clearly being referred to, I think, by Rhonda from accounts, appears to be connected to the, the Romulan dislike of, of artificial life. So I wonder whether, because the Romulans have spent all of this time trying to exclude AI and, and um, synths from their existence, and they had this sort of, not just distrust, but like proper, what did she call it? She said they despise them, didn't she? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder whether the problem that they have with um, Soji and Dudge is the fact that they're, you know, they're the closest thing to, you know, sort of completely, completely AI'd, mm-hmm. you know, sort of mixed people. And I wonder whether, I was, I was trying to pick out why it is the Borg are, are of interest to the Romulans. And of course, there are loads and loads of origin theories for the Borg. Mm-hmm. One that haven't really heard discussed much but did you know was doing the rounds some years ago was that they were invented um by the romulans they were created by them and then they realized that they were rather problematic and so um dispatched them or so i wonder thought. whether yeah. yeah or so they thought yeah and it's taken a couple of thousand years to get them back into the alpha quadrant but i do wonder whether although i know we've seen one assimilated romulan back in next gen there's clearly a point that they're trying to make at the moment that Romulans do not agree with the digestive system of the Borg, as it were. Um, uh, yes. I do, I uh, do wonder whether that's not accidental and whether yeah. Romulans designed the Borg to not be able to assimilate um, Romulans. Yeah, Ramda, yes. they noted her ship was the last ship this cube tried to assimilate and it went haywire. So mm-hmm. it must be something you assimilated, as uh, an admiral once said. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Still one of my favourite lines ever. So I, I do wonder whether the, the sort of the fascination that the Romulans have is that they're trying to um, uh, to, to reclaim that the Zapvash are trying to reclaim um, what would ultimately have been you know their, their biggest and most effective weapon mm-hmm. um, by trying to you know reclaim and, and learn what the the yes. Borg now know. Um, so. Yeah, yes. I, I, it's 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 all a bit interesting, and it's the only reason I could think as well for Starfleet to be complicit in the wrongdoing of yeah. not just the Romulans, but and not just the Tal Shiar, but the Zat Vash, if they are genuinely operating within Starfleet with some degree of consent, which would be implied by Rafi being fired. Um, mm-hmm. I do wonder if uh, the because very few things would keep. You know, would would allow the Federation to take that much of an ethical and moral leap, and I wonder whether it's because, effectively, because it was to do with the Borg, the biggest threat to the to the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it was means to an end. Um, I wonder what uh, makes Soji the destroyer. Like, in what way yeah. is she the destroyer? I, the only thing I can think of right now is that. Um, with the Borg involvement that maybe she would be the link between humanity and machines that the Borg Queen has been looking for this whole time. She thought Picard would be it, but it wasn't. Uh, mm. She thought she'd give it a go with Data, but that didn't really do the trick. And uh, Soji seems to be uh, much more of a android who is human, or one that doesn't even know that she's an android but definitely and that well that fits into the whole point though doesn't it about the romulans being terrified of the blurring of the lines between 
um, yes, organic, organic and, and organic. synthetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that maybe with her being a bridge, perhaps this like opens the door for the Borg to finally get their foothold on the Alpha Quadrant, which would mean the doom for everybody. Perhaps that's what they mean by it. That's the only thing I can really think of, but uh, maybe it's something else too. Hard, hard to say, but uh, I think we can Do all. We think... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was I was gonna say uh, I think we can all agree, at least as a closing argument uh, on my part for this episode, uh, that the last word of dialogue was mm. excellent. He said the mm-hmm. th- he said the thing that he says. <laughs> How he said it. Yes. <laughs> He said yeah. engage. Yeah. And he looks so happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite tingly with the next gen music at the end, wasn't it? Right. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That really yeah. added to it. Uh, even the people on set were clearly like, oh my God, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> he said the thing. We've always heard him. We heard that he says it, but we've never heard it ourselves. <laughs> and now we have. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was. That was great. I, you know, I only have one real nitpick for this episode, um, and it's it's kind of about Raffi's living conditions. So she lives at the uh, she lives at the Arena Diner. Uh, she lives at the Arena Diner uh, at Vasquez Rocks, and uh, although they've they've refitted it, so it looks kind of like a mobile home, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's where she lives, and I don't think they made it clear. If they did, they didn't make it clear enough for me. It seems like living in the time that they live in, the only way that she could live like that, because she seems to be pretty bummed about her current existence, mm. is if she chose to live like that. I can't imagine like anybody would be hurting like that on purpose. Uh, or, I mean, unless they or like on accident or something. It would seem like it would have mm-hmm. to be a, a personal choice that she wants to live away from everybody else and she doesn't want any of this stuff. But she also appears to hate that she lives like that. Uh, well, do we understand in the timeline where, at what point, we lose money as part of um, the society on Earth? Because I'm not entirely. She's clearly hung up on it. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure, but I mean, I uh, I don't remember anything in the original series. But well, no, they comment on the fact yeah. that money had disappeared, didn't they? In yeah. the original yeah. series, yeah. I know. I, I remember vividly in like Star Trek Four they talk about it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I mean I would even presume that you know by the time Enterprise had rolled around it would be phasing out or or would have been phased out or or close to or there'd be at least like a unified currency or something like that. But um, hang on, they uh, they must still have money because otherwise, what does Ronda and accounts do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the Romulans, they might still be. I mean, we know, like, like the Ferengi trade and, That's true. Uh, yeah. and money and stuff. So it, it, seems, it seems like it's really more of an Earth thing. But, you know, with, like, the onset of, like, the, uh, you know, like, replicators and things like that, you really wouldn't have a need. So mm-hmm. they didn't make it clear enough to me. But she seemed to really, it sounded like, you know, what you did, like, rolled back onto me and it's all been downhill for me. Look at where I'm at right now. And uh, for some reason, that kind of hit as a little not accurate for what we've always mm. been told about Earth for and that, Star yeah. Trek. Like, it did jar a bit. Yeah, yeah it, it seems like she should be living in a really nice place with everything she could ever really want. Uh, She's got a nice computer. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. Uh, I, I feel like this is really more of a choice. 
but you know, well, maybe they'll maybe I, I don't think they're going to go into detail on that in depth. Maybe in the comics, Ben, uh, but <laughs> not on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was one of those things that rang a little, a little hollow to me. But if it's a choice, then you know it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts, Ben, and uh, on episode three, and what would you give it? Um, no, I think I've exhausted the hell out of everything I could extract from that. Um, <laughs> what would I give it? Uh, it didn't blow me away. I'm I'm satisfied with what it's given me so far. Uh, I think it's a solid three and a half, maybe three and three quarters, but that's just getting silly, isn't it? Oh, well, we like to get silly here. Uh, <laughs> what? A, I mean, just listen to like the middle of this podcast. It, gets, it just goes off the rails. Uh, Aurora, what about you? Final thoughts, and uh, what would you give it? I, I, I give it a three, and, a three and a half as well. Okay. Um, it was a good episode. Um, I'm very in, interested in what's coming, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't, like, mind-blowing either. Yeah. So. Uh, well, let's make it three for three. I also went with three and a half for this episode. Uh, kind of the same thoughts. Uh, I, I liked it a little bit better than last week's episode. Uh, and uh, it feels like we're kind of done. Uh, I don't think we're entirely done building the world. Like, I think we're going to get more flashbacks and stuff, even as we go out into space, because we're going to see some other things and how they were affected. But uh, I think from here on out, the story is going to really pick up. I mean, it kind of has to. There there are not 24 episodes in this season. So... Uh, and these all do. We, do we now know whether it's seven or ten? By the way, I know the next season's been picked up for ten. There's seven listed on Wikipedia for this season, but in the blurb, the last one I could find for the sort of final announcement that the show was actually happening, um, the last one I could find said ten episodes for this season. I think I, they're going to do ten, but they just haven't listed mm. all. Wikipedia can be Wikipedia can be pretty weird like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, where they will only go up to a certain number. Uh, I don't know why, but um, they just they just haven't. I'm pretty sure I think it's ten. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I hope so. I hope it's you know the more the better. Honestly, at this <laughs> absolutely, point. the yeah. show's been pretty yeah. good so far. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So Qu- quick question. Yes. Um, this week, or it might have been last week, in which case we didn't discuss it. Um, there was also an announcement of yet another Star Trek property definitely getting a go-ahead. Oh, I've not uh, seen this. Or maybe ah, well, Section Thirty-One. Oh, is, yes, is yeah. being made mm-hmm. with um, Michelle Yeoh uh, taking the lead role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was confirmed that it was happening quite a little. It was the end, yeah, some point in December. Yes, um, but now it's it's not just been confirmed that it's happening, but they've now confirmed who's involved in it. Um, Yet again, uh, Kurtzman obviously is going to be is going to be the showrunner, but he's got a whole different writing team for this. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it, it, it's well, so it's definitely going ahead. Um, what do we think about the only thing? I think the only thing I've seen about it anywhere is that Kurtzman um, describes it as Black Ops CIA division of Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's going to be a dark show. Um, yeah. He says it, it says it's being made because Michelle Yeoh came to him and said, um, I want to do a spin-off for my character. And he said, you're Michelle Yeoh, fine. <laughs> um, I think well, that's pretty much how that went. All right. Um, I, 
and he, he, all, all he said about it, uh, I found the quote now, uh, it occupies an area of the Trek universe that's never really been explored geographically. It has a new mythology to it, which is very interesting, and it puts Michelle's character to the test in a lot of ways that Discovery can't. In some ways, it will be, um, it will be her unforgiven. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, so that's going to be a, a sort of dark show. Mm-hmm. Is that a way of allowing Discovery and and maybe Picard to be a little bit less heavy going, do you think, going forward? I think so. Mm. Yeah. I think it will give them like a the creative outlet to do a little bit more. Uh I mean we we're I mean with Picard, I feel like they'll get there. I feel like the whole arc of this show is like nobody wants Picard to end with Starfleet not being Starfleet. Mm. I think everybody wants this show to end with Picard is the hero who almost single-handedly brings Starfleet back to being Starfleet. Because that's what people want at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that to be like a sad show that ends in a sad way. Uh, Discovery will be a little bit different, I think, because they're transplanting that into a literal unknown world. There's nothing Mm -hmm. we know like nothing about anything about where they're placing the show. So Mm -hmm. it'll be hard to tell exactly what the show is going to be like, because I have no idea what world they're creating there. Uh, Or when mention. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, if you, if you trust Wikipedia and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) In the uh, in the timeline of Star Trek, uh, gosh, I don't remember where they they. I do. can't remember. It's a long, long way forward. They're like, as in, at least a couple of thousand years, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. So, eh, I don't know. The I think it's like the. Uh, holy cow! When is it? Uh, the thirty. Thirty uh, second century, according to yeah. the timeline of star trek it'll be set in the year 3186 yeah uh which by the way uh the uh to give perspective picard is um no what year is picard hang on yeah he said several times and i still can't remember uh the uh great audio 20 2399 there we go yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. in Star Trek chronology, the uh, the oldest things that existed before season three of Discovery uh, is the main plot of the Star Trek Voyager episode, Living Witness, which mm-hmm. is an episode where uh, people in the distant future, uh, like a museum creator, accidentally uh, activates the activates EMH. activates the Doctor's EMH program, and he learns about like everything that's happened. Uh, since then, and then we find out that all of those events are actually documented inside of like another simulation in the same building, but even further in the future. Like that's when that takes place. And also, apparently, Daniels from Star Trek Enterprise, who is from the distant future, who goes back in time to help Archer and all of them, uh, he is from that period as well. And that's a whole century before Discovery season three. So this right. is like this is like way past uh, anything, uh, at least a hundred or two hundred years after everything that is like the latest stuff we've seen in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So 
a distant future and, and uh uh so that'll be at least one or two hundred years after the federation that daniels is a part of um mm-hmm. so we don't know what's changed there so yeah uh very far far into the future uh the only thing that technically takes place further into the future apparently uh the the short tracks episode calypso supposedly yeah. takes place in the 33rd century so yeah. if you've not if you've seen that one or not seen that one um that's where that one takes place although that makes a lot episode. more sense now oh it's a great episode yeah uh and it certainly makes a lot more sense now uh <laughs> we've seen season two <laughs> and how that ended uh but yeah uh craziness uh when it comes to that so i have no idea what they're gonna do uh or what the world will look like I just know that, you know, I agree with you, Ben. I think the Section 31 show will open them up to being able to do uh, darker stuff. Probably, I would wager, probably even darker and more muddled than stuff we got in Deep Space Nine. And they got into questionable territory with, like, morals and ethics on that show. Mm. And that was, that was just Kira's costume. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was thinking more about, like... You know, Cisco's <laughs> questionable ethics, but you know, whatever. To each their own. Hey, what, what bothers some doesn't bother the other. In this case, Ben was highly offended <laughs> by Kira Nerese's outfit. Um, talk about a breach of ethics. Um, but yeah, the uh, I I think they're probably going to do, and I'm I'm pretty excited for that show. I love Michelle Yeoh. Um, mm-hmm. In, in her stuff and uh i mean i liked captain giorgio but i really enjoyed empress giorgio mm-hmm. i think just as much so uh and obviously that's a much better fit for the cd underbelly of of starfleet so i'm uh, pretty excited yeah. for that show i they probably haven't announced when it's going to go into production but i'm I'm sure it'll be i bet it'll be probably sometime uh, this year. i think i think it started i think that may oh, be why it popped up in the news uh, they've already gotten to work yeah. Well, all right then. Uh, okay, so uh, we should wrap up now, uh, I think. So this way we're not talking by the time the the next episode of Picard uh, hits the <laughs> airways. But uh, <laughs> that's it for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for I'm a Doctor, not a podcast. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can uh, hear us come back next time. Talk about more Star Trek Picard. It is uh, episode... What is it? Episode 4? I lost track. We've been talking for so long. Yeah, episode 4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode 4 uh, of, of season 1. I'm way off my game today. Uh, episode 4 of season 1 called Absolute Candor. <laughs>